Welcome to the Cafe Radio Podcast, a collaboration between the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, and the Congressional Award Foundation. This podcast is intended to help students through the opportunities the Congressional Award Program offers and provide information on how to explore the Congressional Award Program's pathways to career goals. And now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to Cafe Radio. I'm Sophia Monroe from Deanwood Radio Broadcast, and I'm one of your co-hosts today. And I'm Sally Williams, and I will be one of your other co-hosts for the podcast today. All right, now let's meet our guest, Nikhil Kapoor. Nikhil is an amazing example of an individual who has taken the time to choose the right path for themselves. He began his career path in engineering like his father, but quickly switched his path to the medical field where he discovered his love of biology and autonomy. In his senior year of undergrad at Clark University, he was accepted to a four medical school programs, but decided instead to take the LSAT so he could explore the law of science. He will be attending Northwestern Law School in the fall. Nikhil continues to work with the Congressional Award by being a diversity ambassador with his fellow alumni. As a side hobby, he's a fashion designer with his own Instagram and blog where he promotes fashion, diversity, and inclusivity. Today's topic is discovering your own path with Nikhil. Nikhil, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Alrighty, so I'm going to be starting. And my first question is, congratulations on your acceptance to Northwestern. So first of all, how do you think like switching from like law from medical, like going to into medical school to being a doctor and switching into law school is important? Um, well, it kind of the most important thing was realizing that everything was interconnected, um, going to medical school, going to law school, um, becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer. They all had uh, jobs that they were hand in hand. And all my background in the medical field and the biochemistry field, I could easily transition from law into medicine. And becoming a doctor, you do have to realize and you have to understand the law aspects of being a doctor in order to uh, treat your patient with the utmost uh, care. And um, learning that, I figured as a personal growth and path, it's most important to realize, okay, what do I want to do uh, in the end result? What do I find the most fulfilling or find myself to be the happiest or find myself to see that I'm, I'm accomplishing the most uh, personally? And it was personally doing what I wanted to do, which was business and still helping people and using my science degree and still keeping some sort of a medical background because I do truly love anatomy and medicine and uh, I loved biochemistry and I didn't want to leave that completely. So um, just doing a lot of research, I found that very important um, was just to learn the interconnectedness of both paths. Amazing. Well, you know, in in your bio, I thought it was very descriptive and you definitely uh, made some key points. I would love to know what was the conversation like with your father when you told him that you were going to decide to switch career paths when you were kind of already on the path of doing what he was doing? He was, at first, he was a little disappointed. He's a not too expressive man, but I could see that he was somewhat a little disappointed that he did want to keep at least one son in the family doing what he's doing and keeping keeping it in the family in some sort of way. But he was happy to see that at least I found 
happiness at first. I finally found a joy and inner joy in doing what I wanted to do and doing what I loved and finding, and he was finally happy that uh, I finally found what I enjoy doing and what I found interesting. And he was at least fulfilled and happy in that sense, but he was a little, he was, he was a little disappointed. He did want to keep, uh, keep computer science and engineering. So he would be able to help me and lead me in some sort of way in the future. So I'm not completely alone or I'm not completely on my own and independent trying to figure out the path and the way of medicine or science in general. So he did feel a little scared as well because he was like, I wouldn't be able to lead lead you completely because uh, I wouldn't be able to help you. I don't know anything about the field, but we can do it together. That was the one thing is that we will be able to figure it out together. Um, so yeah, at the end, he, he is quite happy. <laughs> Okay, before before you go, Sophia, I would love to know, uh, Nick, though, how long did it take you to build the courage to have that uncomfortable discussion with your dad to say that you were going to be changing fields? Oh, it took me a whole year. <laughs> my freshman year. It was after my um, after my freshman year, my first semester of high school, I figured, and I knew that was not what I wanted to do. I It was like... It was completely different than what I had thought computer science and robotic engineering was going to be. And I was—I knew that, okay, if I was to do this for the next eight years even, or four years even, I would not be able to last. I, I would not be able to uh, enjoy what I'm doing. And uh, I figured, okay, it's time. I, you know, I, I need to let my parents know. And so after the first semester... I talked to my advisors and my counselors to see, okay, what are my next options? What are my next classes? And my next class, the second semester was going to be biology. And that was going to be an intro into medicine and science and the new realm of science. So I was like, okay, I'll see after my second semester. If I don't like it, then I have to let them know. So after my second semester of freshman year, I took my biology class. I even took an anatomy course, an intro to anatomy course. Loved it. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the professor, the subject, everything. And then I let my parents know. <laughs> so after completing all the science, the intro to computer science courses as well, I was like, oh, dad, there's somebody I need to tell you. <laughs> and then I let him know and I filled out an application to apply to the medical cohort. So I switched from the engineering to the medical cohort at my school, which is just a concentration path. Um, and yeah, it was the, that summer was a whole deciding factor. So it took about two months to finally finally write the essay, submit it, get into the medical cohort, <laughs> and then spend my next three years in the medical field in high school. Wow, amazing. Sophia? Um, so one of my questions is, this is a little bit of a short question because I have a big question next, but one of my questions is, what is like, do you feel like the engineering community was welcoming to someone who also had like creative interests or like the medical community was also welcoming to someone who had creative interests? Yeah, it was tough at times. Um, definitely when we started, the intro courses were pretty simple and just creating, learning how to create things online. But the group I was in was very studious in the fact like everything had to be done in a very particular way. So if you were working in a group, it had to be done in a very particular way. So if I wanted to add... So we the major project at the end of the first semester was creating a website, uh, making a full functioning website. I wanted to add all kinds of colors. And this was when I was just learning about myself as well. I wanted to add colors. I wanted to add graphics. I wanted to add... Um, uh, different uh, transitions and things. Uh, they didn't. They didn't really like that 
completely. Um, the teacher was all right with it. He didn't say anything, but it was like the students were very onto the point, onto the dot. They just wanted the bare minimum to be done to perfection and be complete and over with. Um, it can definitely be difficult to like give some sort of creativeness in the computer science field or when you're working with a group, especially. When you're doing independent, it's definitely you're able to uh, create what you want to create. That's the freedom of computer science. It's like a very open field. Same with medicine. But it's mainly that when you're working with a group, it did get difficult. But for the medical field, um, the only thing I found that you can be creative in is the way you did certain studies or certain dissections or lab works. You had complete creative freedom. And everybody loved that um, because there's no way, one way to that one thing in both computer science and medicine. They both said there's no one way to doing things. Um, but other than that, um, for me, I just started learning about myself and about fashion. So in the medical field, it did get kind of tough to like be able to wear what I want to wear. And if I wanted to wear semi-formal, but add some sparks of color and embroidery, it did get kind of difficult because of the judgment, but nobody would say anything to your face. But behind your back, you would, you would, you would notice that certain people would say certain things or certain people would treat you differently uh, based on what you're wearing. But as long as you knew what you were doing and you knew all the information, you had all creative freedom. That's number one thing I saw. Wow. Well, we have the amazing Nikhil Kapoor here uh, talking about his discovering your own path. And we're going to talk more with Nikhil in a very few minutes. You're listening to Radio Cafe, and we will be back in a very few minutes. Thank you. When severe weather causes telecom network outages, the FCC recommends that you call 911 only when necessary and limit non-emergency calls. Avoid repetitive redialing to minimize network congestion. Try texting if a call doesn't go through. Conserve cell phone power and turn off your phone when not in use. If evacuated, forward landline calls to your cell phone and use your outgoing message to update your status. For more info, go to FCC.gov emergency. Hello, and welcome back to Cafe Radio. I'm Sally Williams from Dean Wood Radio Broadcast. And my co-host is... Sophia Monroe. And we have this amazing guest here today, and we're discussing discovering your own path uh, with the insightful and informative Nikhil Kapoor. Thank you so much again, Nikhil, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Alrighty, so I talked about having a big question in the last segment. So this segment, I'll, I'll ask my big question. So I'm a really big fashion nerd. I love fashion too. So one thing I'm wondering is like, I feel like it's very fun how you talked about your love of fashion in your professional, like congressional bio. And so like, how is like, what is like one way that you keep like a work-life balance? Oh, I definitely say focusing on, so in college, at least there's some sort of path that's already laid out for you. You go to class, you're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you go to class, you come back, you work on homework, you have your exams, everything's kind of planned out for you. So that way it made it easy that, okay, I at least have one schedule down and I could deal with everything else that I want to do in my life and factor it in like a puzzle piece, just include it in. Um, So the number one thing I saw is that whenever I had labs or something like that, I'd focus on the lab, I'd focus on my class, focus on the homework. And then once it's time at night and I'm tired and I'm dead, I'm, I just want to sleep uh, or it's too early to sleep. So I just want to work on something else. I pick up my iPad, start scrolling through a magazine or something, um, starts trying to spark some kind of creative interest or 
in the morning, if I wake up with something, some idea or something, I make sure to jot it down, at least keep it in the back of my mind so I can come back to it later. And at the end of the day, at evening after dinner or something, when I'm completely done, I don't want to focus on science anymore. I get back into what I was thinking of. It's like a hyperfixation almost. I want to focus on what I was thinking of, some creative process. Um, and then I just get back to it at night after after all the all the tough work. Yeah, that was that's really like important too because I want to do something in fashion, but I also really like business. So that really like resonates with me. But also one kind of random question is like, what's who's your fashion inspiration or like your favorite designer? Scaparelli. <laughs> Number oh, yeah. one would be Scaparelli. Yeah, it's beautiful. Her her pieces are beautiful. And the backstory with her going against Chanel and their two creative processes clashing, I just found it very interesting, very beautiful. And then finally diverting road and taking two different paths is beautiful. Yeah, that is so true. Okay, I will talk about that more, but no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, let me say this. Feel free because this is so insightful and it's so informative into his journey. So, you know, I'm loving the whole process. And I think if we're getting anything from this conversation is trust the process and follow your path as with the uh, podcast on. But I would love to know this uh, from you, Nick. Uh, what is the one piece of advice you wish somebody would have told you before you transition into this new field? What's the one piece of advice you wish you would have got? Mm. Oh, let's see. I would. I guess it's just go with one hundred percent, not just ninety percent, ninety eight percent. Go with one hundred percent of what you are thinking. If you have an idea or something, and it might be a bad idea, it might be a terrible idea, it might be a very lousy idea at the forefront of your mind. If you don't try it one hundred percent, not ninety or ninety eight, don't try it one hundred percent. You will never know. Um, and I, I'm like a very indecisive, hesitant person. And my parents keep telling me, just do it, just try it, just try it. You never know. Don't go fully. They're always like, don't go fully so you don't get hurt or anything. But for me, it was like, just go 100% because you don't know fully if whether or not it's going to work or not, or whether or not it's the right thing to do, unless you go 100%. And uh, I think that's the number one thing is just go full force. It might hurt a little at the end if it didn't work out. It might be a little painful and you might learn your lesson at the end of it, but at least you'll learn something. You'll learn the lesson and it might hurt a little, but you'll get over it. It's it's life. That's life. You'll you'll get over it. So just go 100% in whatever you're doing. It, and, and that's such an amazing, um, you know, just piece of advice and thought. So far then, what has been the most rewarding thing now that you have taken this path thus far, this early in the journey, what would you say is the most rewarding thing has been for you so far? That that's a good question. Um, actually, so I've been traveling from Texas to Colorado, um, and when I was in Texas, I went to a mall with my uncle, my mom, and my brother, and uh, we after shopping, we were sitting at a dining area, and <laughs> this is my first time I ever encountered this. Uh, but someone had uh, two kids had come up to me. They just tapped me on the shoulder, and then they they just said, uh, "Hey, I found you on TikTok. I love what you do. Um, I just want to say um, you're really inspiring." I I didn't know that I could dress like that. Um, they were just saying, I love your outfits. I love what you do. Please keep doing it. And then they shook my hand. And it was like the most rewarding rewarding thing to see that. And my parents finally got to see like some of the work at least pay off because I'm not a big creator. I'm not big yet, but I'm still a somewhat small influencer, micro influencer. But just to see like I affected just two kids that like in Texas, I live in California. And to see that, 
that it felt amazing just to see that it was like uh, the most rewarding part just to see the influence that a small little couple video second video can make on a, a bunch of a bunch of people. Yeah, that's amazing, and that's the great thing about the worldwide web is you never know who you're influencing and what area you're influencing in. So that is amazing. Sophia? Um, yeah. So my question was about um, more about to like the STEM part. So you said that in your bio that you're really like, you talk a lot about diversity and you're an ambassador for diversity in the congressional board. So I actually never heard of a diversity ambassador. So can you talk about more like what that entails? Yeah. So I guess the job description says that it's about bringing more opportunities to um, different parts of society, whether if it's um, places that they don't get a lot of opportunity or they don't get enough information about different paths or different things they could be doing after university or after high school. But as personally, from what I've experienced, it's just bringing more help or more just helping out different areas of society or helping different organizations or clubs around the country with if it's creating meals for truckers or if it's just simply talking to people at an old age home um, or if it's um, creating uh, different ideas for students to learn about the real world or to learn about the various uh, career opportunities. Yeah. That's that's what um, I've seen, uh, what the definition of diversity ambassador is. All right. Well, that is amazing. Um, we have our amazing guest here, Nikhil Kapoor, and we're talking about his journey. And we're going to take a small break right here on Cafe Radio. And we're going to come back and finish this amazing conversation with more info right here on Cafe Radio. The Congressional Award Foundation is the United States Congress Award for Young Americans. Since 1979, the Congressional Award Foundation has been providing opportunities for young people to unleash their potential by achieving personal goals focused on volunteerism, character development, fitness, and how to explore pathways to career goals. This podcast is a part of the Congressional Award Foundation's initiative to reach more students of color and make an impact in the community. The programs feature graduates of the Congressional Award Foundation who share knowledge with students about how participating in the Congressional Award Program changed their lives and served as an invaluable tool for supporting students in educational and career-building resources to catapult professional growth and careers. This program is open to all youth in the U.S. between the ages of 14 and 24, regardless of ability, circumstance, or socioeconomic status. Set your goals. Work towards your goals. Receive your award. Move to the next level. For more information about the Congressional Awards and the Congressional Award Foundation, visit congressionalaward.org. And welcome back to Cafe Radio. I am Sally Williams from Dean with Radio Broadcast. This is my co-host here. Sophia Monroe. And we are having this amazing conversation with uh, Nikhil Kapoor about discovering your own path. So we're going to continue this out. And uh, I guess my my first question is, what has been the biggest takeaway or the biggest lesson you've learned being a Congressional Award medal winner? Ooh, um, the opportunities. Just go out and you never know what you find as an opportunity. If you don't know that there is an opportunity, 
go find one. Um, that was the biggest takeaway was just seeing that, okay, I might not be able to find an opportunity that's coming to me, but what if I just go out there and just reach out to people, just random, random either creators or different um, teachers, professors, or um, leader leadership um, uh, opportunities in the community, just reaching out and seeing that, okay, um, finding the opportunity myself, reaching out, just trying um, uh, was the biggest takeaway. Just going out there and finding the opportunity myself rather than it waiting for it to come to me. Amazing. Sophia? All right. So my question is, this is the last one about fashion, but so I noticed you talked about like, your favorite designer being Schiaparelli. And I know Schiaparelli is really known for like its surrealist designs and like how it kind of like portrays like this like kind of like fantasy with like real like kind of anatomical designs. So I think like that might be kind of like a metaphor for like your life and how you like kind of like... Uh, combine like STEM and then creativity. So in the Congressional Award, what is one thing that's like, how did you use your creative interest and your STEM interest and in, to complete your Congressional work? Like, uh, thanks. Uh, mm, I guess the one factor that I was able to use my creative, creative process, I guess, was doing, um, was, uh, Going on the, I don't remember what this, the section of the Congressional Award was called, but it was where you had to travel um, outside to um, find experience outside. So I went to India for that part of the Congressional Award, and it was traveling alone. At least um, I couldn't travel completely alone because I was still 16, but I had like a tour guide, like a guide throughout it. Um, and India create, has a lot of beautiful architecture and artwork and art pieces. Um, so when I got to write up about what I saw and what I learned, even though I wasn't able to fully understand um, the language. I still don't speak any of the languages. As an Indian myself, I don't speak any of the languages. I don't practice the religion. But the one thing I saw that I admired the most was the way my family talked about the arts and the beauty of jewelry and the architecture and getting to see um, the Taj Mahal and the way everything was symbolic. Every single piece of it was symbolic. And I got to write about that and learn about that um, as a student even to see that how I could use symbolism and art in um, STEM if it came to um, medicine, how I was creating, if I were to look at um, different uh, organic chemical compounds, if I were to create things, the creative process that um, these scientists had to, had to take in order to create these compounds, these medicines, these um, even to create these biomedical devices, um, just to see all of art and science combined all together. And the main part of that that moment was the architecture and seeing the math involved and the science that involved in creating the domes and creating, if you saw it in one perspective, what you saw in another perspective, what you saw. Yeah. Well, amazing. I guess my last question would be, what piece of advice would you give to any future congressional award participants or congressional award winners? Try everything. That is the number one thing. Just try everything. If you have an interest at that moment, if you have an interest in music and you are studying, um, let's say history, you never know, history, just try music. You like EDM music, go for it. Just try it out. See where it takes you. You never know uh, what 
what you like, what's your interest. Uh, for me, because I like, I just watched Queer Eye, and that's how my sparked my interest in fashion. That was the one number one thing that started my journey of fashion was just watching two episodes of Queer Eye and wow. seeing the beauty in fashion. And you never know, so just try it out, test everything. If you have a particular interest at that moment for something, try it out. You never know where it's going to take you, and that should be your life lesson as well. Just wherever you are in life, no matter how old you are even, try it out. Just try it out at the moment. You never know what's going to happen. Wow. Amazing. So so what you're saying is not too late for me to get a congressional medal, even though I'm over 30? Is that what you're saying to yep. me? Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I love it. Well, I want to really say this from the bottom of my heart, uh, uh, Nikhil. Thank you so much for being an amazing, insightful guest. Thank you for doing this today for us. Thank you. It's honestly an honor to be here. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody who is listening um, was able to learn something. And thank you again. Well, trust me, I'm sure they did. And we've learned a lot of life lessons like wait for a year before you tell your father that you're switching majors. So <laughs> so much that we learned in this conversation and you were great at it. Uh, we also want to thank everybody. <laughs> That was listening today for Cafe Radio. Um, I'm your host, uh, Sally Williams, with my other host, co-host. Sophia Monroe. And we want to thank you guys again for listening, and you guys have an amazing day. Thank you. You've been listening to the Cafe Radio Podcast, a collaboration between the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, and the Congressional Award Foundation. For more information about the Congressional Award Foundation, visit congressionalaward.org.